What's going on, folks? Welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team. Every day, I'm Nick Fairby, right for Pittsburgh Source Now, call games at WPTS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, today we have a loaded episode. Cam Bright, he's officially off to Washington. What that means for Pitt's linebacker situation and what happened with Cam Bright. We'll talk about the fallout of it and all. We'll also look to the NFL a little bit. Some Pitt storylines happening there. Could Terrell Austin get the Steelers defensive coordinator job? And Aaron Donald continues to wreck things in Los Angeles. So we'll talk about it all here coming up on this episode of Locked on Pit. You are Locked on Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, folks? Welcome back here to the Locked On Pit Podcast. And as always, as I do every episode, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day. I always appreciate that. Subscribe on YouTube, like, give me feedback, leave a review on Apple, do all that good stuff, folks. I love it. I appreciate it. Always want to make this show the best possible show it can be. And folks, we have a lot to talk about today between stuff that's going on with the current pit program and stuff that's going on in the NFL with Pitt alums. But first, let me let you know today's episode is brought to you by Sonos. Experience the game like never before with the Sonos Arc, the premium smart soundbar for TV, movies, music, gaming, and more. Visit Sonos.com to learn more. Now, folks, as I said, busy. It's a busy, busy day here. But I think today, you know, Cambridge transfer, obviously the biggest news for, for the Pitt program right now. Not that we we knew he was departuring, but it's official now. He's not pulling his name back from the portal. I think there was maybe some optimism or hope that, hey, maybe Cam Bright will, will come back here. And even after the transfer of Michael Dow and then obviously the non-transfer of Michael Dow and then Shane Simon, everyone kind of thought, okay, maybe maybe something will, will happen here. Maybe maybe there will be something that peeks through and, and, you know, this guy will be back because obviously Cam Bright would have been the starting star linebacker. And – Significant. That's a significant loss for Pitt. So Cam Bright transferring to Washington, that that means bad things for Pitt because that's a good program. And as expected, Cam Bright gets a really good location to land. I mean, just from a location standpoint, Seattle's pretty rad. <laughs> just just straight up. But also, when you just look at that program, that pro- that's a program that has produced so much defensive talent. Now, I know Caitlin DeBoer, the new coach there, he's not – Jimmy Lake, or he's not Chris Peterson, and he's not a guy that has produced all this talent. But it's it's a it's a it's a traditional program that produces a lot of NFL talent at all positions, up and down the line. You know, they have guys like Vita Vea, Byron Murphy. This year, they're going to have you know Trent McDuffie coming out. You know, there, there's a lot of good players that have played at Washington over the years. So this is a good landing spot for Cam Bright. I think that when you just look at from his perspective. Couldn't have landed in a much better spot. And I think we all knew he was going to transfer to a pretty good spot. I mean, honestly, there were talks of him maybe going to the SEC at like Auburn or or a place like that, right? But instead, he goes to the Pac-12, goes to Washington. It's a good landing spot for him. He'll get a lot uh, of playing time there. He'll rack up the stats. Hopefully, he'll do enough to get an NFL look. I think he's got the athleticism and the instincts to do it. He's a fiery player. He's a captain, obviously, at Pitt. 
But it's a loss for the Pitt program. And, and now that we officially know he will not be coming back, and, and honestly, Pitt so heavily tight on scholarships right now. We don't know if they're going to – you know, they're going to get down to 85 some way. And I think that's clear. But I don't think we know how they're going to get down there. And we don't know if it's going to be exactly 85. You know, right now I think they're at 88. So, you know, they don't need to be down to 85 until kickoff, literally. Um, until week one against West Virginia kicks off, they don't have to be down until 85. So they, they can do this for a while. And they can go into the spring with more than 85. So there's no rush in currently, you know, dwindling that down. That will dwindle down between, I think, the quarterback competition. I think there's maybe a defensive end or two that will transfer out. Because it just makes sense that a defensive end or two would transfer out. Honestly, like you look at essentially what that room is. It's like 15 guys vying for playing time and they're all coached by this stud coach and Charlie Partridge. And, and it's tough, but the linebacker room is also a tough of because this is a room that it, it doesn't really look all that great. Right. It's it's a it's got talent. Savasi Dennis, you you like that guy, you like the talent he's shown. But it, where do you play him? Shane Simon, a really unsure thing, has started for Notre Dame at times, but he's an athletic player that has to realize that potential. Right, that athleticism has to turn into something more palpable than just, hey, look, this is the athletic traits. You know, he's he's gonna be a senior now, and so there's a lot to work with. With Simon, and again, I expressed upside and optimism when they got Shane Simon, I think for good reason. I think there's plenty to like about Shane Simon. But I also think there's plenty to, to be kind of cautioned against. Like, this is a guy that has not produced at a high level at the NCAA level. And maybe it clicks for him here. And I think, you know, playing the mic or the money with his athleticism, with his length, with his propensity to get off blocks, with his ability to shoot gaps with his aggressive style and his flashy moments that he's put on tape that you can see. I think there's plenty of potential there for this guy to turn into a gym, you know, a Kylan Johnson like type gym. And so when you, when you look at Pitt, that's what you got to hope for. Can't, can Shane Simon click. I'm very excited about Bengali Kamara. Very excited about Bengali Kamara. I think there's plenty to be excited about with Bengali Kamara. I mean, just look at the guy, look at how he, played in that peach bowl he looked like a born natural out there i mean this was a guy that played at such a high level this was a guy that that made a few really nice sticks in the backfield made a few really nice coverage plays i think he there was one play where he carried the running back right up on a wheel route and it was an incompletion i thought that was really encouraging and i think it's really encouraging especially in that coverage rep because this might be a guy that has to move to the star position and that star position is kind of the question mark, right? What does Pitt do? Like, where do they move these guys? Because you could easily say Kamara at the star, Dennis at the mic, Simon at the money. You could flip Simon and in in Dennis. Heck, you maybe you even are a little bit outlandish and you want to get unique and say, man, we could put Servasse Dennis at the star, but. Let's be real here for a second, and let's kind of keep it a buck. This linebacker situation, it's scary. This is the easiest, easily the biggest deficiency just on paper heading into next year. Because you have two starters that really aren't proven, and I like Bengali Kamara, 
And I and I think Shane Simon has upside, but these are not guys that are proven. They have pedigree, but they are not proven. And you've seen flashes, but again, you don't know exactly what they are. That can be scary. It can be even more scary when two of those backups are also going to be new guys that you really don't know what they are. You know what Brandon George is. And I, I think you know what Brandon George is, and whether you like him or not, he's a guy that he, he's a good run stopper, and he's he's a smart player. He's a good leader. He brings things to the table that, from an intangible aspect, you like. Maybe he's not the most athletic, and I think he's a little bit tight-hipped in coverage, and I think that can get him in trouble. But I think as a backup, Mike, this is not a guy that you're going to cry wolf over. You know, he's a solid player. He does what he's asked to do. He's gap sound. He He's very vocal on the field, so he gets guys in the right position. It's always a good thing to have. Having a guy like that on your team, especially in this scheme where you want to stop the run so much, good thing to have for Pitt. But Solomon DeShields, athletic freak, absolutely yoked. I mean, the guy looks huge. He was working worse as an emergency guy as the injuries racked up this year. That's the type of athlete he is. He was a stud receiver in high school. So this is an athletic guy. The athletic traits with Solomon DeShields are off the charts. The question is, is the rest of his game? And where does he play? Is he the backup money or the backup star? And if he's the backup money, who is the backup star? Is it Aiden Henningham? Is it Marquand Pope? Is it Kyle Lewis? Is it Preston Levant? Who is it? Because you're going to need a backup at each of those spots. And you don't know anything about Henningham. A wide receiver convert, great length, good athlete. But again, don't know much about him. Kyle Lewis, the human missile. High school tape looks great, but is he going to be ready as a freshman? Marquand Pope, another hard hitter, converted safety. Looks good, but again, is he going to be ready year one? We'll see. This could be a strength where they come out and they prove everybody wrong. But understand, there's plenty to be worried about. And Cam Bright now solidifying that transfer, you know, not withdrawing his name from the portal, not coming back for certain. That That's a blow for Pitt. And, and that's something that when you look at it overall, Pitt's going to have to to work and moving. Ryan Manilek's coaching aptitude is going to be tested this coming offseason, this camp, this season. Pitt's linebackers have to get the snuff because this is a big year for Pitt. If they can build on that 2021 season and build a solid 2022, get another national ranking to end the year, big things can happen for this program. We're already seeing them being contention for four stars you couldn't even dream of. Jevin Williams, for example, put him in the top seven, talking great about Pitt. We'll see. It feels like they have a lot of just momentum moving on the recruiting trail. Two straight years will do that even tenfold. And so this is big, and the linebackers can't be the reason you don't get that jump. Especially in a probably in an ACC that's going to be better, an ACC that's going to be talented with Tyler Van Dyke, with Brennan Armstrong, with all these guys still there. It's not going to be an easy path. When you play Tennessee and West Virginia, your first two games, it's not going to be easy. You got to play Hendon Hooker. Won't be easy, but Pitt can do it. But the linebackers have to be up to snuff, and they have to be up to snuff very quickly. As again, that's a tough draw. The first two games are tough. When you go to when you when you go to, from West Virginia at home, and then Tennessee at home, I get it. It's the, it's the home environment. Then going to Western Michigan, maybe not as hard without Caleb Ellaby, Scott Moore there, but still, it's not not an easy schedule. And so Pitt's going to have to be up to snuff, and these linebackers are going to have to be up to snuff because it's it's big time for Pitt. It, it's kind of put up or shut up time for for this team and, and and when you look at it overall they got to build on that year they have to it, it can make Pitt a legitimate coastal I get when you look at the coastal you'll say Pitt that that's the team and that's what Pitt needs to be known as 
even with Mario Cristobal coming into Miami and all of that. Now, folks, let's shift over to the NFL. Let's talk a little bit about Aaron Donald. However, first, let me let you know about Bet Online. Bet Online would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the sports wagering action this season. New year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code LOCKED ON to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games, don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2022 season. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet Online, where the game starts. All right, folks, welcome back here to the Lock on Pit Podcast. We are talking a little bit about Aaron Donald here. Some NFL alums checking up on the NFL alums of the Pittsburgh Panthers. Pitt had a lot of guys play this weekend. Jordan Whitehead for the Bucks. They got eliminated. He's really made himself quite good. Tyler Boyd out there with the Bengals. And the Bengals are in the AC Championship. Feel good for Tyler Boyd in that area. Guy's been such a solid slot receiver for them. And now the Bills, Dane Jackson, Damar Hamlin, Dane Jackson starting in a playoff game against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. Wow, getting thrown into the fire. Talk about that. But Pitt continuing to make their mark in the NFL playoffs. And no one has made their mark more on the NFL playoffs than Aaron Donald, of course. This guy is a freak. Let, let's keep it real here. Listen, I, I cover the Steelers as well as Pitt. And I and I mentioned that a lot here, and and I want to let you know, you know, because I've seen T.J. Watt. I covered a, I covered every Steeler game this year, and and I watched T.J. Watt play. And, and wow, what a talent the guy is! I think he's probably the best edge rusher in football. He's not the best player in football. This dude, Aaron Donald, is unbelievable player. I just I just marvel at at the story of of Aaron Donald, right? Because what what a player this guy is. I mean. He's undersized for the position, but no one can block him. Even double teams don't work on Aaron Donald. He's a special football player. This is a dude that changes games. He changes the way you play against the Rams. I mean, he's that type of dude. And and you can see the intensity that this guy plays with. I, I remember just him breaking through two blockers and Leonard Fournette. And, and I, I couldn't believe it. I was like, good Lord. Aaron Donald is, is, is that dude, right? And and he's so good. And you got to love what he brings to the table. From an explosiveness standpoint, from a fire standpoint, from a motor standpoint, this is a guy that works tirelessly to keep up with his craft. Just a true technician. For his size, I mean, he doesn't. it's not even like he has great length. But for his size to have such special skills as a as an athlete, the explosiveness, the lateral agility, the flexibility, the, the most underrated part of his game is his flexibility. Like people don't understand how hard it is to break double teams by getting skinny and in the certain angles you have to get and, and the flexibility you have to have in your ankles and your hips to do that. It's nothing for Aaron Donald. But why would it be? He's Aaron Donald. <laughs> And you just love seeing this guy keep balling out. If you have a rooting interest in the NFL right now as a Pitt fan, I mean, th- this has to be the guy, right? I mean, I, I won't. If if 
I want to see Tyler Boyd versus Aaron Donald. Like, that's what I want to see. Like, I want to see Tyler Boyd versus Aaron Donald. One of those guys walking away with a ring is a good thing to me. Aaron Donald deserves a ring. Community man, guy that gives back, one of the absolute amazing players we've ever seen. One of the best players ever, if not the best. I mean, there's contention there. Trust me, there's contention between Dan Marino, Larry Fitzgerald, Tony Dorsett, Mike Ditka, and so many more players that have come out of pit and have put on uh, amazing NFL careers. There's a lot of competition for Aaron Donald, but he has to be up there. This guy's a future Hall of Famer, and and he just makes up unbelievable plays. Again, splitting that double team and tackling Fournette was unreal. Aaron Donald is a game wrecker, the guy that that everyone fears, the, the dude that is the best player in the NFL right now. He's the best player in the NFL. There's contention there, and it, maybe it's not as clear because it was in other years. You know, Mahomes is obviously phenomenal. T.J. Watt is tying the sack the sack record. There's a ton of great talent out there in the NFL right now. But this is this dude is different. No one can seemingly block Aaron Donald. There, it's rare you ever see him get shut down. If he does, it's triple teamed, and everyone else is eating. the The attention Aaron Donald commands forced the Buccaneers to put Donovan Smith and Von Miller one-on-one on an island. And and look what Von Miller did. He creates for others. He has gravity. I love that term, the magnetism that he creates. When, when you are on the offensive line and you're lining up against the Rams, you always point to that guy right there. Where's number 99? Where's Aaron Donald? Because this dude is unbelievable. And and it, it's great that, you know, every time he comes back for the offseason, he works out at Pitt's facilities. I love that fact about Aaron Donald. And, and he, he donates to the program, and, and he helps build the program in such great ways. And Aaron Donald, no one is happier to see Pitt with the success. The, the tweets he sent out, the, the public support he, he always gets. Just... The actual campaigning. I mean, he he campaigned for Paris, for Paris Ford to get his UDFA contract with the Rams. Even after, you know, Ford, the whole debacle last year that happened with his testing and everything, that that was what got him in there. He's a guy that fights for just everything, and, and he gives back to his community, and he's he's such a great player and, and a, a good person. This is a guy that's unbelievable. Aaron Donald. You just love to see him and what he does. And hopefully, you know, that game was stressful. But Aaron Donald, man, always making his impact felt. No surprise to anyone here that saw him at Pitt. He was unbelievable here at Pitt. Under-recruited out of Penn Hills. Guy has been that dude for years. He's still that dude. Doesn't look like he's falling off anytime soon. Just the unbelievable plays he makes. The magnetism creates. Von Miller taking over that game for a large portion of that game. There's so much good things to say about Aaron Donald, and and certainly this Sunday won't be the end. I'm rooting for this guy to get a, a ring. He deserves it as much as anyone, especially among former Pitt alumni. Folks, we're going to talk about Terrell Austin. Could he get that Steelers defensive coordinator job? But first, let me let you know about Get Upside. Hey, Pitt fans, this is Nick Farber with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app in the App Store or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon or more on your first fill up. Cash back 
Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app free and use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 cents per gallon uh, or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there's no catch. So the cash back is added right to your account. You can cash out anytime to your bank account, PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app. Use the promo code SCORE to get 20, 25 cents per gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit Podcast. Still chugging along here on this Tuesday edition, and, and we're talking a little bit about NFL guys just got done talking to Aaron Donald. Now, Terrell Austin. And and Terrell Austin, a guy that played here at Pitt, you know, as a player, an extremely solid player, an extremely, you know, a letterman, a three-year starter. This is a guy that – that I think Pitt fans look back on in that in that eighties run, and, and you have to at least look back and say, you know, you admire what he did. And Terrell Austin now has been coaching in the NFL for forever. I mean, his first job in the NFL came in 03. He's been coaching for 31 years at this point. When you go back to his time at Penn State, he's a guy that has consistently earned his worth, right? Look what he did with the Ravens at, in their defensive backfield during that 2011-2013 run he had. Them. The Lions under Jim Caldwell and his defensive tutelage, you know, with Terrell Austin being the defensive coordinator. Boy, did they put up some good seasons. 11-5, and 9-7, 9-7, in his four years as defensive coordinator with the Detroit Lions. I mean, for, they're the Lions, that's like unprecedented success for the Detroit Lions. And, and so now he's under consideration to get the Steelers defensive coordinator job. And he's been in Pittsburgh since 2019. So this is not super unexpected. You know, he got fired by the Bengals after about 11 weeks of coaching them. And, and that was a that left a sour taste in his mouth for good reason. I mean, listen, that, that was a Hail Mary attempt. By Marvin Lewis to save his job <laughs> and it didn't work. And so he was just, he was the sacrificial lamb, if you will. Someone had to be sacrificed as they were not playing well. And it ended up being Terrell Austin. And of course, they never turned it around. And Marvin Lewis also got the axe that year. But now he's getting that opportunity again. And, and here's the thing we know how the Steelers do kind of the internal candidate cycle. Right. Hiring Keith Butler after Dick LeBeau leaves. Matt Canada gets promoted. Another former pit guy. I mean, there's a there's a legit. Hey, look, there's pit guys in that room. <laughs> Matt Canada isn't a true pit guy, kind of like, you know, he didn't go here. But plenty of, of knowing within the building. And it's pretty cool just to see that that the pipeline is a thing. Right. Like the fact that there's a pipeline at all is incredibly cool to me. And Terrell Austin's a guy that has this... I don't think he's an innovative coordinator. You know, I, I don't think he's a guy that does a crazy amount. He's a 4-3 under coach. He's a guy that has different philosophies from Tomlin. 
And really, and, and it really comes down to this for Terrell Austin. When you look at his career, it's really been made cutting his teeth as a defensive backs coach and making those guys better. He's been running the same scheme since 2010 when he was at Florida. So this is a guy that really hasn't changed much as a coach in terms of his defensive philosophy. If his, if his secondary is good, Terrell Austin's going to be good. His pass rush, it's, he doesn't dial up as many exotic blitzes. He doesn't try to confuse you up front. He's a guy that tries to do more on the back end, and that's obviously his defensive back background showing through. But look at what he's done as a defensive backs coach. Darius Slay come, coming up under him, right? That, that, that's a huge one. Glover Quinn, Quandre Diggs. Like these guys under his tutelage grew and became very viable defensive backs in the NFL. And, and they're good players. And so you look at kind of everything he did in Detroit, solid stuff. Then comes to Pittsburgh, you can see what also he's doing here. Terrell Edmonds' growth really just takes off under him. Edmonds is now a really solid safety who's going to get a little payday in free agency, maybe coming back to the Steelers. But his development from just absolutely raw safety that was almost unplayable to what he is now, it's unbelievable. Akella Witherspoon rebounds. Joe Hayden's career resurgence under him. Steven Nelson has two career years under him. Minka Fitzpatrick finds his natural position and plays like an all-pro under him. Mike Hilton gets really the, – the wheels get start, start to turn under him. There's so much that I can point to. Cam Sutton, so much I can point to with Terrell Austin, but his – his tutelage, his pedigree as a defensive back coach, as a secondary coach, should not be questioned. He's, he's got it all. Defensive coordinator doesn't mean much. It doesn't mean much with the Steelers, I think. It's Mike Tomlin's team. I think it would be cool to see Terrell Austin get another opportunity. I think he deserves another opportunity. You know, I think he had four pretty decent years in Detroit. He's been a guy that has preached turnovers, turnovers, turnovers. And since he has come on, the Steelers have forced 85 turnovers. It's a lot of turnovers in the past three years. They are an aggressive defense. They are ball magnets. They always punch for the football to get it out. They get turnovers. And it, it really, I mean, that philosophy is what won them a lot of their tough games this year when they weren't a good roster. You can credit Terrell Austin for that. That's what he was brought in to do. He's brought in to help them improve in the turnover department. And Terrell Austin has plenty to work with. And I think he's he's just the, the likely go-to candidate. Like, who else would it be? If you're looking at an internal candidate, maybe Carl Dunbar, but Austin has the defensive coordinator pedigree. Dunbar does not. So Terrell Austin is a guy that when you look at him, good things happen under him in terms of the turnover department. That's his, he's kind of a turnover merchant. He's a guy that, that preaches ball aggressiveness. And I really do appreciate that. About Terrell Austin, because turnovers are king in the NFL nowadays. And so him getting the defensive coordinator job, not going to change a lot schematically. I don't think it's going to change a ton. And, and you can see, even when he's done that, this is a guy that has put together good things. But let's also understand that Terrell Austin is a guy that probably won't have much control here, but I think he's going to get the job, and that'll be really cool. Two guys with pit connections. A former pit player until Austin was actually being defensive coordinator, former pit offense coordinator, Matt Kenda being offensive coordinator. Plenty of pit connections to go around on the Pittsburgh Steelers. Is staff Jerry Olsovisky, also the inside linebackers coach, of course. Plenty of pit trails here 
on that team. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. Tomorrow we will obviously talk about the outfall from Pitt versus Syracuse. We'll see what happens there. Does Pitt win? We'll talk about it. We'll talk about the takeaways from that overall tomorrow. And, folks, as always, as we end it, hail to Pitt.